Edmonton proud sign or flag being passed around on the far side. At least they have it right side up. Because in the pre <laughs> was it the preseason game they had it, they had it flipped over. Come on. And it was Noddle Mob Dwarf. <laughs> because they had the flag upside down. <laughs> well at least they got that ironed out now. Uh, and they should be proud. They've got the 28-21 lead. And the Argonauts, if they don't win this quarter by at least seven, are going to go 0-8 in this building. 0-6 against the Ticats. One of those came in a playoff game. And they lost the two <coughs> neutral site games where they were actually the home team here in Hamilton when they lost to Calgary and lost to Montreal because the Blue Jays kicked them out. Come on. Why oh. does this place just eat up the Argos? No idea. No idea. Brutal. Ticats will take over their own 36-yard line, first and 10. Gable to the left of Masoli. He's got a 143 on the ground. Masoli looking wide. He's got a man open and over through Sanders, who was open at midfield. <laughs> Yikes. Argos will take that. There was some pressure coming from the backside. Maybe Masoli felt that. How dangerous was that? Saunders was open on the corner. White was about eight yards behind. And Masoli overthrew him. Second down, 10 to go from the 36-yard line. Ball on the right hash mark. Ticats all in black, aside from the gold numbers and the gold trim. They are moving from left to right into a very, very minuscule breeze. Argos in white from head to toe. They have to get the backfield. Masoli is going to throw one down. The numbers has a man wide open at the 50-yard line, and it is going to be Sanders taking it into Argo territory inside the 40 to about the 36-yard line. Was that another rub? No, it wasn't. It was a well-designed play by the Ticats because Saunders came from the left side of Masoli, but Banks was on the right side, and they had Banks go vertical, and that lifted the Argo coverage. Saunders came right underneath it. Darby was behind him, and uh, Masoli hit him with a nice throw. You pointed to that spot on the field. Well, I, I thought saw, you may have been a rub. I saw it coming, and I saw Banks. They were trying to get ah. Banks with Harris matched up, and they did. Gotcha. And Banks got by Harris, and I thought maybe they, Masoli might try to throw it to Banks over the top. Ticats in field goal range now at the Argo 36. They overload one side of the line of scrimmage. Gable goes the other way, but runs right into the arms of Troy. Check that. Was that Tuggle or Butler? It was Victor Butler who made the tackle. And it will be second down and long, something the Ticats haven't been in office often tonight. That's what you got to do with Gable. Gable takes his hand off in the backfield. He goes to go right, wins there. He goes to go left, and I think Bear Woods was there. Goes to the middle, Victor Butler. There was nowhere to go, so Argo defense winning that one. Clock moving, Ticats by seven. Ball right in the middle of the field at the 35-yard line. Masoli has Gable to his left. Three receivers will go to the right, two up top, including Speedy B. Gable now goes out into the flat on the left side. They want to go long. They want to go banks. They go to the end zone, and a flag will not be thrown. Yes, it was. Come on. It looked like he just tripped. We'll take a look at that one again, but that's going to be pass interference against the Argos, and that is a gigantic call. Toronto number 21. Spot of the foul. Automatic. First down. Call is against Cudarius Ford. JJ, take a look and yeah. tell us what we have. I want to see this. At the, the naked eye from up top, a mile and a half away. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like Banks caught his feet up and tripped, but, I mean, Ford may have interfered. Let's get a look at it here. And Ford's playing high. He's about 10 yards away from Speedy B at the line of scrimmage, and I, and I was looking here the whole way because Banks had about a 15-yard head start, was off to the races, went no. vertical, 
And he caught inside of Ford, and maybe Ford would have bumped him. I don't know. Didn't it looked trip. like the feet got caught yeah, up. Yeah, it looked like the feet got caught up. That's where you save those challenge plays. And they're going to run to Gable, and he's going to run into the end zone untouched. And the Ticats have taken a two-score lead. It's 34-21. And C.J. Gable takes that run off to the left side between the guard tackle. Walks across the goal line for a huge Ticat touchdown. I'd like to see that play again on the previous uh, pass interference call up close. I mean, we saw a yep. replay, but it was still from a mile away on the TV even. And, um, I mean, Banks did a good job of getting inside leverage of Kudarius Ford. Ford may have bumped him in the back. I don't know. You couldn't tell, but to be yep. honest, it looked like Banks just got his feet caught up. But the ref was behind Kudarius Ford, so he didn't even have a great angle when he called it. Extra points, good. And it's 35-21 with 12 and a half left. We'll take the timeout. Ticats lead big. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN1050.ca. 12 minutes, 31 seconds remaining in the fourth quarter. Michael going to Jeff Johnson with you here in the hammer at Tim Hortons Field. Here might be a problematic statistic, Jeff Johnson. No, don't tell me these stats, Hokie. James Wilder, early in the fourth quarter, has 13 more rushing yards than Ricky Ray. That's problematic. 23 to 10. How many rushes? Eight for 23. Eight. 2.9 average. That's a little, a little off where it's been <laughs> the last couple of weeks. Uh, really? Jeez. Well, Ricky's average, average is not bad. He's averaging 10. There's the problem. They haven't called Ricky's number enough. <laughs> he scrambled up the middle. This one almost scored the oh. touchdown from the uh, Tyke had 11. The middle just opened up, and I think Ricky was as surprised as anyone. So Martise Jackson, who has a 92-yard punt return for a touchdown. Boy, would he love to give the Argos some field position here. Just going to say Argos need another one of those right now. Castillo's got a pretty strong leg. He'll tee it up at the 35. Didn't catch that one well. It'll come down at the 12. Near numbers. Here comes Jackson to the 20, to the 25, to the 30. Almost squeaked through, but it'll be brought down at the 34-yard line. And that's where the Argonauts will take over. Ricky Ray, 14 of 19 for just 145 yards and one touchdown. Oh, I just kind of stretched my neck out here. Did you hear that contact down there on that kickoff? No, they're, they're, they're popping. And we are a long-distance phone call away from the field. Yes, and uh, I heard that. And you're just showing a replay on this run of the touchdown. There was, a, again, a hole you could have driven a car through where C.J. Gable just walked across the eight and go line for the touchdown. Nice block thrown by former Argo, Tony Washington, one of your yep. great cup Big championship wash. teammates. 35-yard line, first down, tight end to the right side. Play action to Wilder, back to pass Ray. He's got a man deep, but he's going to throw deep to the near side. And S.J. Green went up for it, and two flags come out for pass interference. There were two receivers from the Argonauts deep. He had Devere Posey. If he had have seen him, it was six. Pass interference, Hamilton number 24. Spot of the foul, automatic, first down. He ran a corner post route, J.J., and was 10 yards behind the defender. And Ricky didn't see him, but he did see SJ, who was open as well. Yeah, the intended target there is SJ. He's number one. Ricky was going there the whole way, and he actually underthrew the ball a little bit. SJ had to slow down and does a great job of actually, in my opinion, looked like he jumped a bit early, but what it did was, because he jumped a little early, Washington thought he was about to make the catch, and he hit him and interfered. Pretty easy call. Both officials saw it and threw the flag. It's first down at the 42-yard line. 
Simone Lawrence on the blitz. They run right where the blitz came from, but there were people there to clean up, and James Wilder will gain one, maybe two yards. Well, you think the Ticats were prepared for the Argo running game? <laughs> was they, that a run blitz, or were they going after Ray? They were. They were. That was a. That was a. They're going after Ray. And um, but at the same time, they their defense is playing that well right now that even though they're coming for Ray, they've got the run covered. That in, in case they do hand it off, the other guys are doing their job. They're, they're playing very sound right now. Argos in field goal range, but they're down 14 with 11 minutes left. Couple of receivers out to the right. Ray back to pass. Under pressure, throws on a crossing route. Hits the intended receiver, S.J. Green, who looks around for a flag. He's not going to get one, and it's going to be third down. And I assume you take the tray here. And Fajardo and Hyrule who come out. So they will go for the field goal and see how the points sort themselves out later. These Argos struggles offensively in the passing game. This is this is the Ticats. Uh, they've earned this because they hit Ricky so many times in that first half. I think he's a little bit hesitant to look downfield because there are targets available downfield. I saw Posey on that last play. He was open down there, but he's having, Ricky has to wait for it to develop. And I think because of the big hits he took in the first half, he's not giving it the time he should have. Like, he's not being patient enough with it right now. Here's Hyrulahu from 47, just inside the right high, or left hash mark, and he got it with distance to spare. So, after the 47-yard field goal, the Argos cut it to 35-24. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN1050.ca. 35-24 Ticats, 10-46 remaining in the fourth quarter. For the Argos offensively, three games ago, Jeff Fuller started at the Z spot. Yeah. Two games ago, Chandler Posey started at the Z spot. Yeah. Last week, Kendall Sanders started at the Z spot. Tonight, Malcolm Williams is starting at the Z spot and has no targets, no catches. They've got to get some production out of there, don't they? Well, you'd think, right? I mean, they've got uh, world-class receivers playing at the Z spot. And they're not using them. I mean, the Z spot's a tough, you know, uh, is a tough spot. I mean, the, you, typically that receiver is lined up as far from the, the quarterback as anybody else. And you know, a lot, a lot of coordinators use that guy as a decoy to just lift the coverage off, right? Um, occasionally, you'll see him run a drag patterns and uh, maybe diagonals, but the Argos aren't doing that with their Z, and I'm not sure why they're rotating them. Maybe the guys uh, have been having some injury issues. Tight end to the left. Everybody else is out to the right side as the Ticats start from the 35-yard line, go right up the A-gap with C.J. Gable, who will get five yards. Argos trying to rip the ball out and can't. Ticats deserve to lose this football game. They just played that god-awful song by the Proclaimers. I'd walk 500 miles and I'd walk 500. I hate that song. <laughs> I, I can't tell you how much I hate that song. The Ticats deserve to lose this game for torturing people in the stands with that piece of crap. I can see everybody Awful. always holding their ears too. Hope oh, looks like most terrible. of the people are with you on that one. Just play, just just, just blare a fire alarm through the stadium. It'd be more <laughs> listenable. Yeah. Second and four. I feel dirty. Back to pass Masoli. Four-man rush. Now under pressure. Rolls out, throws across his body, nobody home. He was looking in the general vicinity of Andy Fantuz. And the Western product, playing his first game of the season, watches it hit the carpet, and the Argo defense does exactly what it needs to do. They force a two and out, roughly 10 minutes remaining here in the fourth quarter, and they're going to get the ball back, and Marquise Jackson drops back to his own 35. Argos won that call. Ticats called a uh, number of patterns that were designed to beat a zone D. Argos ran man. Nobody was open. Masoli threw it into the ground. 
I can't get that song out of my head now. Here's the kick. Here comes Martiz. He's going to take it at the 34-yard line near hash marks and will be taken out pretty quickly at the 40-yard line. So the Argos get decent field position here with 9.35 left. They, it's a two-score game, but with that last field goal, the two scores are now a touchdown, a two-point conversion, and a field goal as opposed to the two touchdowns. Okay. So it's yeah. an easier way to tie things up. Got a long way to go yet. Nine and a half minutes remaining here. I'm hoping uh, when Ricky came to the sideline after that last series that the, uh, they went to the chat and they said, listen, Ricky, you're getting a little more time right now. The Argo line, in my opinion, has played better this second half. And hopefully Ricky can sit in that pocket and throw the ball downfield a bit. Double tight end set. Haven't seen that often tonight. They go play action to Wilder. Back to pass goes Ray. He's looking to the corner. He drops a diamond to Declan Cross, who makes the catch. Fumbles the football. It went out of bounds. And, and, don't forget, Hamilton doesn't have possession. They just had to touch the football on the way out of bounds. Hamilton does not have a challenge left. If this is ruled Toronto football, it's the Argos football. The Ticats can't challenge. If it's ruled Hamilton football, they'll go and they'll take a look at this upstairs. Play action. Declan Cross on the on the crossing pattern. Ricky hits Declan. He catches it, but as he hits the turf, he, it gets knocked out. The fumble, they're ruling it. It's Toronto ball and fumbled out of bounds. Toronto possession. It's a bad call. But the Ticats blew their challenge earlier, and we talked about it, Jeff. You know what, Hope? That it was a, he doesn't have to have possession. He I, just has to it touch it. It hits Declan. It goes off the Ticat player's hand and then off Declan. I think he hits it off of Declan's leg. And then it hits And then it the goes defender. out of bounds. It go, watch again. Sorry, this is radio. It'll bounce up, and it will hit the Ticat defender on the way out of bounds. I don't think it hit him again. I think okay. it hit Declan. I think it did just catch a piece of Declan as it went out. I could be wrong. Nonetheless... The Ticats wasted their challenge early on a really questionable play. They tried to want to run a wheel route, and that may have been deflected at the line of scrimmage. After all was said and done, I, I apologize for not resetting where the ball was. Ball at the 34-yard line. It's a first down for the Argos. That was the first down play. It's an incomplete pass. It's now second and ten, eight minutes remaining in regulation time. It's an 11-point lead for the Ticats. Well, this Ticat defense sprang Check that 44 They just brought it on that last play. Simone Lawrence came like a rocket up the middle, got in Ricky's face, got a piece of that ball as he was trying to throw it. Ball at the 44, not the 34-yard line. Again, my bad. Back to pass goes Ray. Four-man rush goes over the middle, and it is caught by S.J. Green. A leaping catch. And the man who makes a habit of highlight reel catches just did it again at the 27-yard line. Move the sticks. It's an Argo first down. Unbelievable. SJ gets separation from Courtney Steven. Not sure why they were matched up. But as this ball is thrown, Dean actually has his back facing Ricky Ray. The ball goes over Dean's oh, shoulder right oh, by his ear oh, oh. into SJ's hands Yikes. with a huge completion. If Dean turns around, he could have he made the catch. Dean has been the best player on the field tonight for either team in my estimation. And that's the way Gable is playing as well. Here goes Wilder. It's a toss to the right side. He turns the corner. 25-20 on his feet. Out of bounds at the 15-yard line. That's the James Wilder we've seen the last couple of weeks. It's a gain of 13. It's an Argo first down at the 14-yard line with 7-1 remaining. Argo's down 11. You feel it, Oak? Feeling it. You feel it? You feel that momentum? Now they got you it. Feel that oh, you're starting to build a little bit? That's not the breeze. Guys are getting off the ball, and Wilder's starting to roll. You know, jumping over guys, hurdling, straight arming. 
turns that into an Argyle first down. That could have been right at the line of scrimmage again. Tail of the football is on the 15-yard line. On the right hash mark, Argos moving from right to left, wearing all white, tight hats all in black. Double tight end set for the Argos, two receivers to the left. SJ's single coverage to the right. Ray steps up in the pocket. He dumps it out. He's got Declan Cross to the near side. Dives back, makes the catch, gets back on his feet, gets inside the 10-yard line to the 8-yard line. I don't know how he made that catch. Somehow he got his hands under the football and had the presence of mind to get up and turn that into a 7-yard game. Declan showing how athletic he actually is. He was running a flat pattern. Ball was way behind him. Had to change direction, shift his momentum, come back for the ball, dives, gets his arms underneath it, gets up, and gets another three yards, four yards downfield as he drags a couple of tie cats with him. And they're going to go. Love the effort. Bunch plus one to the right. SJ Green and Devere Posey to the near side. Ricky Ray's changing things up. Wilder now comes back to the backfield. Two seconds, they're not going to get this off. They do with one second left. Ray back to pass. He's going to roll to the right. He throws to the end zone. He's got a man at the goal line. It is incomplete. Courtney Steven, I think, got in on that knockdown. As Ricky was looking for some targets, he had Jimmy Ralph releasing to the flat. He had Williams outside. I think it was Malcolm Armani Williams. Edwards. I, think, I think Williams is the intended target, actually. Yeah, it was Malcolm Williams down on the goal line. Did it get tipped? It got tipped at the last second and it was in two there were two players right around Williams would have been a really tough catch and now Hyrulahu's going to come out for a little chippy of 15 yards he hit his only attempt tonight from 47 on the last series snap and hold are good kick is up it's a one score game an eight point lead for the Ticats with 540 left this has been a whale That's of a ball right game we'll come back with the last 540 35-27 Ticats, you're listening to Argo Football on tsn1050.ca. Liram Hyrulahu, a couple of field goals on the last two series for the Argos. All of a sudden, it's a one-score game, 35-28, 5.40 remaining. And, J.J., the Argo defense has made some adjustments and have played exceptionally well the last couple of series. Yes, they have. They are, uh, they're getting uh, to Masoli. They're slowing him down. Their coverage has been very good. And I think they've mixed up the, some of their tendencies because the Ticats haven't necessarily nailed uh, the defensive calls. Um, and, and I think their the routes that they've been putting out there have been uh, not what they, they haven't been getting the, the defense they would have liked. So, yeah, the Argos have definitely made some adjustments. They're flying around. They need to have a huge stand right here and, and hold these Ticats. They cannot let them get six. First eight games for the Ticats, they rushed for about 450 yards. In the last four games, they've rushed for about 430. And tonight, C.J. Gable's got a buck 50, 153 Ooh. on 16 carries. Masoli's got 32 himself. And he's got Gable to his left now. Back to pass Masoli. Quick hitter. It is caught. What a grab by Handy Fantuz. Reaching back, ball behind him, ball maybe an inch off the ground, and he bent over backwards like a pretzel and made the catch at the 42 for a game of seven. I'm just thinking, surely they're going to run the ball. I was just pretty. I'm yeah. like, they're going to run the ball, and they threw it. I mean, you know, Fantuz bailed him out. Wow. And you know, I think most receivers probably would have dropped that. Great catch by Fantuz, but uh, look for them to ride Gable a little bit here. It'd be silly if they didn't. First game back. Nice to see him make a grab over the middle as well, coming off the injury. He's always not worried about it. Four-man rush. They're going long. They've got a man wide open and overthrow him. Oh, boy. Luke Tasker was absolutely clear of everyone. Ten yards behind the coverage. 
And Masoli missed him and missed him fairly badly. I think this is Tacker, Tasker on uh, Rico Murray, wide open. Oh, Runs a beautiful man. corner pattern, pushes Rico vertical on the hash, then breaks out. And you know what? I think Tasker might have been too flat when he broke on the corner. Quarterbacks like the court, the receiver to carry a corner and stay vertical and then okay. if, and allow the quarterback to bring him to the sideline. It's an easier throw versus the receiver running towards flat towards the sideline and then the quarterback carrying him vertical. It, it's a harder adjustment for the for the receiver. Here's Martise Jackson. He's going to take it at the 19-yard line. He's going to head to the right, outside the numbers. Here he goes. He's got the corner, 25 with a flag down, take it out to the 30-yard line. Odds are that's going to be against the Toronto Argonauts, so they will have a longer field than they have now. Dangerous, dangerous. Illegal block. Toronto number 16. 10-yard penalty. First down. That's Brian Jones, the backup receiver. Argo's first round draft pick two years ago, who has not seen very much offense action this year, but has played special teams. He was coming into his own as a special teams player last year. Had a block punt, almost had another. He had a block punt in this building, yeah. actually, on Labor Day. He's and doing a great job on specials. Absolutely. Blocks, tackles, getting downfield, playing physical football. 6'4", 230. I saw him practicing one-handed catches in the warm-up today, and he made a couple that would make SJ happy. Really, really nice one-handed catches. Not at full speed, but just kind of goofing around in the end zone, lo loosening up. Ray is going to put it in play from the 15-yard line. He's got a man to the near side. It's Wilder, who will dive forward and should be very close to the first down. Ball being spotted just at the tie cap bench, so we can't see the sideline. And it is right at the 25-yard line, which is where they had to get. If it's not a first down, it's a matter of inches. Was that and the tackle? Because that was a great tackle by the Ticats. I don't think it was. I think it was uh, Brooks. Anyhow, it was a great tackle by the Ticats out in the open area because that was on James Wilder Jr. And to be honest, guy, first guy in is very rarely making that tackle on Wilder. They need an inch. And they've got Cody Fajardo on the short yardage unit out there. Every player is in the box for both teams. And Fajardo goes behind the right guard. Jamichael Dean and will get the first down out to the 16-yard line. 3.31 remaining, clock moving. Argos need a touchdown and a two-point conversion. If they win the game, they're in the playoffs. If they've not, they've still got some work to do. They'll only be a point ahead of Ottawa and only be four points ahead of Hamilton, who will have a game in hand. Hamilton's got two games left against Montreal. Remember when Hamilton was dead at 0-8? 0-8. Oh, that's, that's incredible. Like they said in Monty Python in the Holy Grail, I'm not dead yet. Follow the 26-yard line. Back to pass goes Ray. Has a man on the near sideline as Jimmy Ralph makes one miss across the 35 to the 38. That's going to be an Argonaut first down as we hit the two-minute warning. Three-minute warning, rather. 2.53 remaining here in the fourth quarter. It's 35-27. Tie Cats. Can the Argos tie it? Stick around and find out. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN1050.ca. Oh, it's one of those games. Tie catch 35, Argos 27, inside three minutes remaining. No lead is safe. It was 35-21 tie cats, but the Argos on their last two possessions have a couple of field goals. They've cut it to an eight-point differential. 2.53 remaining in regulation time. Yeah, that Argos offense starting to chip away, make some plays, a couple of catches. SJ Green's been getting a few here and there, and... 
Wilder out of the backfield a little bit, so the Argos uh, offense starting to find it, getting Ricky a little extra time. So they are clicking at just the right time, right at the end of the game. Stay with the Ticats the whole way by finding a way. Returns, uh, you know, defense getting it done, special teams. There we go. First down Argos from their own 38-yard line. Ball on the left hash. Mark Argos moving from right to left. Little bit of a, not even a little bit of a breeze behind them now. Ray's going to throw over the middle. He's got a man. It is complete to the 45-yard line as making the catches are Monty Edwards, who has been the Argos' top receiver among receiving core members over the last couple of games. That's only his second catch of the night. The other was a 15-yard touchdown. Abdul Kene with the aggressive close and tackle. Second down and two. They'll leave Ray on the field. He'll give the ball to Wilder up the middle for the first down and more, and he will get close to first down yardage. Still chugging, contacted at the 52. He takes it to midfield. It's an Argo first down with 227 remaining. Great aggressive run by Wilder, but I'm just shaking my head because Simone Lawrence, he just plays some incredibly aggressive physical football. Wilder was carrying a couple of tie cats. Lawrence stepped into it and completely stopped the momentum, drove him sideways. Big first down by the Argos. Ball up midfield. First down Argos right on the front paw of the Ticat at midfield. Back to pass is right. Has some time. Intermediate route overthrows the receiver and maybe a nice job to tip that away at the last second by Devere Posey as that could have been intercepted at second and ten. Woo! No kidding. If Posey doesn't go up and, and tip this ball, make an effort on it, Washington. Come on, Washington. This ball would be right in his hands, but because it's tipped, Washington's best chance at it is it's a tip over his head, too. Demond Washington already has an interception tonight and a sack and at least one tackle for a loss. He's been all right tonight. Second down and 10 from midfield. Argos basically might be too early for three down territory, but it's close. See what they can do here on second down. Ray back to pass, three-man rush, picks it up, goes for it all. He's looking for SJ, and it is intercepted at the nine-yard line. Picked off at the nine. That will essentially work as a very good punt. Courtney Steven, the Laurier Golden Hawk turned Northern Illinois product, has it inside the 10 with two minutes exactly remaining here in the fourth quarter. The Argos can get it back with a two and out and still have a ton of time. Ricky's attempted to hit that throw a couple of times tonight, and it's been knocked down every time, and there it's an interception. And I think I just don't like the uh, velocity on the throw. SJ, is, each time it seems to be a little bit behind him, so the timing of it's off. I think Ricky's holding on to it a little long, putting a little too much air underneath it, and it's allowing the free safety, Courtney Steven, time to get underneath it or knock it down, and that's a huge interception. So, there are a lot of fans leaving right now in a one-score game with two minutes left. Are you nuts? Gable up the middle, hit in the backfield. He is tackled for a loss of two, and that is going to be Bear Woods feeding time for the Bear, and it's going to be a loss of two yards, second down and 12. Why the hell are people leaving? Yeah, I think a few people just stopped on the stairs and said, well, hey, hang on a minute here. This game is not over. Yeah, no way. That's crazy if they're leaving the, leaving the stadium. If the uh, Ticats don't gain anything here, Argos are gonna get they have to worry position. about a safety, which will cut it to a one-score game without the two-point conversion, yeah. or Hamilton's going to be punting from their end zone, and Martise Jackson will give them 
the ball inside Hamilton territory unless there's a penalty or a fumble. You got to kick it. I think you got to kick oh, it. Oh, I agree 100%. Yeah, you because you're it. you're essentially guaranteeing overtime if yeah. you kick it. Yeah. If you if you give up the deuce and then kick it, the offense just has a good drive and then they score and they win the football could lose game. The game. Yeah. But the Argos have to stop them here at second and 11 officially from their own eight-yard line. Ball on the right hash mark, three receivers to the boundary. Back to pass is Masoli under pressure, and he is going to be hit, and he is going to be taken down to the seven-yard line. Mass tackle, three men on the quarterback. And now the Argos are going to get it back, and the Ticats will have to punt this from about 10 yards deep in the end zone. This Argo defense just gets it done time and time again. Argos needed their, their group, their defensive guys to step up, make a play. They go with a four-man rush. Justin Tuggle just swiping inside, flushing Masoli out of the pocket. Wind chasing him down. Victor Butler in on the in on the tackle. That that was Justin Tuggle causing that entire scenario right there. What an effort! So Castillo will go into the end zone. This is an opportunity for him to run around back there and kill off some time. I never understand the concept of why kickers do that in the first half, but they do it anyway. But now this is actually an opportunity to take off some time. Martise Jackson stands at the 50, and they are going to kick it. And it's going to be Martise at the 49-yard line. He goes through the middle of the field. He tries to kick out. He gets to the 45. He spins. He gets away from one. He gets away from two. He doesn't get away from the third. It's first down Argos at the 48-yard line of the Ticats with a minute 19 remaining. Lots of time. See, as Martise is running on the field there, I would be telling him, Martise straight, just get vertical. We're in the middle of the field. We're going to have great field position. I think he actually may have lost a couple yards there than he would have gotten if he just kind of jumped in that first window of penetration that he dove into. He tried to spin him. He's trying to create a play. I get yep. it. But I think just go for it. He maybe could have had a couple extra yards. Time is not a factor right now. A minute 19 remaining. The Argos need 48 yards to get to the end zone. They would need the two-point conversion to tie. Back to pass is right. Under pressure, down he goes at midfield. The offense blows up again, and Devon Coleman will get the sack, his second of the season. Right when the Argos need their protection most, they can't get it done. And that's a, that's a significant sack. That's eight yards that they lost on that play. Argos are on top of the ball. Ticats bring five, just drive the, the whole O-line back. And the player, uh, Devon Coleman, making the play. Clock is moving. Ray is calling out signals. It's down to eight seconds. Ray looking. He's repositioning Wilder. They're down to four seconds. To three. Big blitz. They send everybody, which leaves SJ Green open, and it's overthrown. He had a man behind him. SJ could not climb the ladder high enough, and he is in some trouble at the 35-yard line. I think that was a catchable ball, Hoagie. I think that went through SJ's hands. Sure, it was high but it was catchable. I want to see a replay on it. And, uh, SJ looks like he might be hurt. Third and 15. He may have just had the wind knocked out of him because he landed hard on his back. Third down, essentially the ball game right here. The Argos need 17 yards on third down. They've got it at their own midfield strike, just on their own side of the strike. Ball on the left hash mark. They'll send three receivers to the right, including SJ Green. Four-man rush this time. Ray rolls out to the right, rolling, rolling, rolling. He throws long. He's got a man open at the 25. It's caught for the first down. Devere Posey moves the sticks to the 25-yard line. There are 45 seconds left. Are you kidding me? Ricky Ray gets flushed out of the pocket by who? Devon Coleman. This guy, he's getting it for the Ticats right now. He is playing some good football. It's a stunt, it's a stunt 
rush. He comes through, loops up the middle. Ricky runs out to his right. I thought, oh my goodness, the only chance here is if Ricky runs it. But he finds Posey downfield for a huge first down as he runs out of bounds on the sideline. And it stops the clock with 25 seconds left. Ball on the right hash mark. Three receivers to the left, two to the boundary, five-man rush. Back to pass Ray going to the sideline again, and it is incomplete. Two players, one on each side, dove for the football. And unable to dig it out of the ground was Devere Posey. Posey with the uh, kind of a, an out and kind of return, an outside curl route. Pushes the defender high, comes back, and the ball's a little too low and it hits Posey in the chest as it goes off the turf. 40 seconds remaining. Clock is stopped on the incompletion. It's at the 25-yard line, still on the right hash mark. Four receivers come to the near side. They've got Wilder in the backfield, also to this side. Pressure again. Ray gets hit. He throws to the end zone, and it is diving, and it is caught for the touchdown! A remarkable catch. Devere Posey finds Pater, and the Argos need the deuce. Woo! Holy, come on, man. What a catch by Posey. Are you kidding me? Ricky sits in the pocket, takes a hellacious hit from Dean right up the middle. Larry Dean comes blazing up. Ricky sits in there, throws it down the right hash, and I thought this is way overthrown. Not a way overthrown, but overthrown. Posey sees it out, continues to pump those legs, keeps his arms moving, and throws the arms in the last second, fully outstretched, catches the ball as he hits the turf in the end zone. That's an unbelievable throw and catch. For the tie, from the three, from the left hash mark, double tight end formation, cross to the right, Jamal Campbell to the left, three receivers out to the right, they've got Wilder to the right, they're going to give the ball to Wilder, he's going to hit the two touchdowns! Two-point conversion, we're tied with 30 seconds left. What a comeback for the Argos. They were down by 14 in the fourth quarter. They've just tied it. Two field goals, a touchdown, a two-point conversion. Now can the Ticats squeak out a point, or are we going to go to the shootout? Hoagie, the beauty of the CFL. How about those fans that walked out and just missed the finish of this game. Who knows what's going to happen now, but that was an unreal drive by the Argos. Did, did you see that run coming? You think he was going to hand it to Wilder? No. 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 <laughs> no so great call. Given no, it to James Wilder, who's in the uh, in the pistol spot. Shotgun hands the ball over to the right. Wilder dives forward and, uh, oh, what a drive. Way to close it out. Incredible. I can't. That shikies. catch by Posey was one of the best this year. Dynamite. And that's saying something. Outstanding. With all of the catches that we have seen this year in the Canadian Football League, double coverage, lays out, makes the catch, hangs onto the football, survives the contact. It was really, really good coverage by Carell Brooks. And, and Posey and, still made the catch. And on that throw, Wilder with a great pickup on the blitz. The offensive line picks everybody up. Ticats run one extra, and that was Larry Dean. Here's Hyrule He's a free guy, Ricky still threw it. Irolahu is going to kick it deep, and it is going to be taken back at the 10-yard line by Altman. Check that, that's Washington. The 25 to the 30. Oh, Alex Charette tried to start the motor, the uh, uh, the lawnmower, went in there and ripped the cord. <laughs> Did not get the football, though. So the Ticats now have the ball on their own 30-yard line with 27 seconds left. Do you take a chance if you're the Ticats, or do you play for overtime and take a couple of knees? Oh, I'm going for the win. 27 seconds is plenty of time to get 
I mean, where, where, where does Castillo need, need to get? He needs to I get, would what, say the 45 to the 50. Yeah. There's yeah. no win. I'm he can hit from it. midfield. He can hit from almost 60. That's two plays right there. Okay. We'll see what they do here. I mean, I'm looking for Tasker here or Banks. CJ Gable standing to the right of Masoli. What game here in the hammer. Four-man front. That's how many the Argos are bringing, and they did not get the playoff, which is a loss of down no. inside the last of uh, inside the last three minutes. What violation? Hamilton number eight. By rule, in the last three minutes, it's loss of down. It'll be second down. Second and ten. Now the Argos defense, with a play here, can force the Ticats to give them the ball back. Oh my! God. That is the worst penalty you can take in a tight game. The worst penalty because you lose down. Steph. What and it's just there? execution. Ball at the 30-yard line right in the middle of the field. Argos send four. Back to passes Masoli. Under pressure. Gets the ball to the near side. And it is almost intercepted. Oh, boy. That was flirting with danger. Oh. And the Argos are going to get it back with 22 seconds left. Oh, boy. Hoagie, I thought that was going back the other way. Alden Darby Jr. jumped the route on Fantuz. Oh, did he ever. And had both hands on the football, but Fantuz was able to kind of grab the arm and knock it out. Oh, man. Here's Martise Jackson back at the 40-yard line. Mazzoli is feeling flustered after that penalty and uh, struggled trying to find somebody. He was looking for his outlet in Fantuz and almost went the other way. A 20-yard return, and the Argos are in field goal range. They're coming after the punt. I almost got it. Oh, boy, they almost got it. Fans want a call. Here's Martise Jackson to the 45. He's thrown down there. I was flirting with contacting the kicker if there was a call. It wouldn't have been a roughing the kicker. Was that Darby? I did not see who got clean in there. Somebody came in clean. 12 seconds remaining. The ball is at the 45-yard line. I've seen Liram Hirolahu with no wind hit from 65. They didn't touch the kicker on that. It was on Yaka. Okay. Yaka almost got there. They need 15 yards here to take a shot at a field goal. 20 seconds. would be ideal. Got one play to get it. One play. Three receivers to the right for the Argos. Ball on the left hash mark at the 45-yard line. Wilder comes into the backfield now. Back to pass is Ray. It's a four-man rush. He steps up in the pocket. He's got a man. To the 50 to the 55, and taking it at the 52-yard line with five seconds left. It would be a 60-yard field goal right now, or they can try and punt for the Rouge. What are they doing? Ivan's yelling at yelling at everybody for something here. Here comes Liram Hyralahu. And he does not have Cody Fajardo with him. They are going to punt for a single point. There is zero wind at Tim Hortons Field for the first time I have seen. <laughs> Either coming here to cover a game or sitting up in the stands watching the Ticats play. I have never been to a game here with no wind. Usually in this time, it would be behind Hyralahu. The Ticats have three back. And this one is up. And it is going to be close. No, it's not going to get to the end zone. It's going to be caught at the four-yard line. Why are you returning it? It's going to be Washington to the 20 and he'll t or to the uh, 10, and he'll fall down at the 12-yard line. Woo! We're going to the shootout. The Argonauts have come all the way back. Holy shnikes, what a comeback. Holy the last holy. overtime game, JG, we saw was in Regina oh my a couple of years ago in one of the most incredible regular season games we have either one of us had uh, Unreal. experienced. Unreal. That game was decided 
on the second round of the shootout on the two-point conversion. Each team had scored touchdowns each time. You have to go for two. Yeah. And it was a little dump pass to Anthony Coombs, who got hit, dove for the end zone. Oh, what a And he got his left arm down. Fans, <laughs> as, as he was diving forward, he got his left arm down to keep his body from hitting the ground, reached out with the other arm, and scored without his knee touching. It's one of the most athletic plays I've ever seen in the Canadian Football League. We'll never, ever forget that play. That was the difference in that ball game. It was superhero-like, the way he just kind of yes. projected his body forward. And Saskatchewan came back and scored a touchdown on their possession and missed the two-point attempt. And here's the coin flip. Let's turn this Team one Team logo is tails. CFL logo is heads. What's your call? Heads. Heads is the call. It is a head. Argos you want to go on second. offense first? Okay. What? Which end do you guys want to play in? Why would you Both go on offense will be in that first? End. Okay, so we'll play down here. Toronto on offense first. No, 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 no. Yeah. Why would you do that? By, do it, by doing this, the team that goes second knows what happens to the first That's team. That's right. Right? Yep. So if the Argos face a third down and two, what do you do on this position? You probably kick the field goal. If they score the touchdown, the second team knows what it has to do. On a third and two, you so would go for why would they it. do this, Hulk? I, I have no idea. The only reason is maybe try to keep rolling with the momentum oh, that they I, have. Oh, it doesn't matter. There's well, no... Well, there's, why? No. I, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out why. Maybe somebody made a mistake. Yeah, that's a possibility. Is there anything going on? Like, did you see Tressman... Uh, I don't understand this even slightly. I think that was SJ Green that made that call. Wow. No, I mean, Tressman didn't say anything, so I think that's what they wanted to do. So the Argos will put it in play from the 35-yard line. First down, the clock doesn't go here, obviously. Two rounds maximum in the shootout. Argos have a tight end to the near side. Go play action, Ray back to pass, and it's going to go intermediate. He's got a man at the 15-yard line. It is caught by Armani Edwards. It's a first down Toronto at the 13-yard line. That said, if the Argos score the touchdown, they really put the pressure on the Ticats to come back and answer. And that's what I'm thinking. They're rolling with momentum. Maybe they are confident in the plays that they've got dialed up for this scenario. They run a play action. Armani Edwards on a diagonal route is wide open as he makes his catch and steps out of bounds. That's first, a huge first play. He was wide open. Wide open. Momentum took him out of bounds at the 13-yard line. Ball on the left hash mark. Declan Cross lines up as a tight end on the left side. Jamal Campbell is a tight end on the right side. S.J. Green singled up on the left. And they are going to go play action. And they're going to dump it off into the flat. And he overthrew Declan Cross, who was covered anyway. Sean McEwen had bolted all the way out there as a lead blocker. But Simone Lawrence was in chase and made the play at second down and 10. Those inside LBs for the Ticats, they've won the match this evening. Simone Lawrence, Larry Dean are having outstanding football games. Lawrence was all over that. Following cross, Ricky was looking to the right as he did the, the uh, play action to Wilder. Ricky rolled out looking for cross, didn't fool anybody. Out go the tight ends. Two Canadian tight ends out. Two Canadian receivers, Jimmy Ralph and Malcolm Williams, check in. Wilder will stand to the left of Ray. It's a second down and 10 from the 13-yard line. Ball on the left hash mark. Two to the receivers to the left, three to the right. Back to pass is right. He's going end zone. He's got a man. They've got a touchdown. Touchdown Argos as it's Devere Posey once again. Why not? He made the touchdown grab that put the Argos in this position in the first place. Or are they marking him down at the one? He's in. No, he's in. 
He's, yep, he's lucky in. he holds on to this because it wow. almost comes loose. Great pattern by Posey as he runs right along the hash, goes vertical, turns around, and it's perfectly timed. As he's turning, Ricky throws the ball. Posey's able to come back to it, and Ticat defenders are not fast enough. I mean, they're too far back, so they're not able to close on it and knock it down. Argo Remember when Ricky down. Ray had 105 yards at the half? He's over 300 yards passing now. Get lost. That's oh, a great they have been half. moving in the second half. They've Huge got the ball. Half. You have to go for two points in the shootout. They will put the ball on the right hash mark. James Wilder Jr. stands to the right of Ricky Ray. Ray drops back. Wilder, a great block. They throw to the back corner of the end zone, and it is intercepted. A flag goes down, though. A flag goes down. Now what's the call? That would give the Argos a first down at the one-yard line, and not a first down, but a retry for the two-point conversion at the one, and they've got number 32 in the backfield. And, and this is going to be against Hamilton. Pass interference. Hamilton number 22 in goal. Ball will be placed on the one-yard line. We'll retry the convert. Courtney Steven, who made oh, the interception time. late. Big time. SJ had to come back to the ball, and as he was trying to come back and make the adjustment, Courtney runs right into him. Oh. Clearly interferes, and the Argos are very fortunate because that ball missed the upright, the left upright, by about an inch. And if it hits that upright, it's that, that, that doesn't matter. Okay, the Argos bring in all, and I mean this is a term of endearment, as you know. Here come the fat guys. They have brought in all kinds of extra guys. I tell them you said that. Oh, man. Watman's in there. Campbell's in there. They're going to go to an I formation. Split the backs. Here's Fajardo. Empty backfield. Dice forward. Flag down. No, he did not get in. But from where that was thrown, and it's on both sides of the line of scrimmage, from both sidelines, rather, I would assume some team lined up offside. Offside. Hamilton. Ball will remain on the one-yard line, and we'll try the convert one more time. How many times this year have we seen somebody line up, and there it is. We're getting the look here. One of the defenders has his foot completely over the white line. How do you do that? That's ridiculous. It's not like it, there's a gigantic white line in front of you. That's <laughs> unreal. The Argos, once again, will get an opportunity from the one-yard line. Do you go Fajardo? Do you hand the ball to Wilder and let him pound? Which would give the Ticats an opportunity to maybe, maybe get some penetration in the middle. I go Wilder. Wilder will line up at the back of an eye. They've got Cross as the fullback. They've got Wilder as the tailback. Fajardo's a quarterback. He gives to Wilder. He's in the end zone. Two-point convert. And the Argos have served up an eight-pack here. It's 43-35. That was created by Declan Cross. On the defensive, uh, on the goal line, the fullback lines up in the backfield, and on that particular run, his assignment is to kick out the first player outside the tight end. Declan ends up being two tie cats out there. Declan goes right through the inside guy, and by that action, takes out both guys, right through them. And Fifth. what that does, it opens up a giant lane for Wilder to just walk across the goal line. What an effort. Fifth lead change of the game. Ticats now need a touchdown and a two-point conversion, and they're going to go to the ground. And they're going to go to Gable, who's going to kick it out to the right side and get down to the 30-yard line, a gain of five yards. And he is taken down on the play at that point. It's second down and five. But here's where this comes in now, J.J., and this is why I'm, I don't know why the Argos would go first. It worked out for them, but now the Ticats know 
they have second and third down here. Sure. Right? If this is the first possession, if they were to miss here on second down, they would have to probably kick the field goal. Now they know they have two plays to get five yards. Fair enough. Yep. Not no, I one. agree with you. Three receivers to the right. Three to the left now as Gable scoots out that way. And looking as Masoli with a flag down. Back to pass. Throws over the middle and it is incomplete. Closest man to the ball was Alden Darby. There's a flag at the far sideline that was thrown immediately. And it's going to be offside against Hamilton. Oh, wow. This will set up a third down and five. Offside? Oh, you have to decline this. You have to decline it. Offside. Hamilton. Five-yard penalty. Remains second down. Why would you push them back? Well, it's either third and five or second and ten. Yeah, third and five. Make them beat you with one play. Now they've got two opportunities. Yeah, good point. I don't know. I mean, uh, here you're going with, yeah. Wow. Make the you, one play. Make them beat you. I probably you. would have declined it too. Second down. Ten to go from the 35-yard line. Ball on the right hash mark. Gables to the right of Masoli. Now he bleeds out to the right. Back to pass Masoli. He's going to step up. Down he goes! Thrown to the carpet of the 41-yard line. Dylan freaking win with his second sack of the day. Win with the huge step up. When needed. Unbelievable. The Argos brought pressure there. They had everybody coming. The pocket was collapsing all around Masoli. He didn't have a more than two seconds to look for a target. Great coverage on the backside, too, because there was nobody open. This defense bringing it when needed. Huge. So here we go. Here's the ball game. Third down and 15 from the 40-yard line of the Argos. We're in overtime. It's the shootout. Three receivers will line up to the left. Ticats going with a single tight end. Back to pass goes Masoli. Looking. Under pressure. Steps up. Rolls out to the left. Rolling. Throwing. End zone. Looking for it all. It is knocked down. Au revoir, Muriel. And the Argos are one win away from a playoff spot. They have come from way back to defeat the Hamilton Ticats 43-35. And the Montreal Alouettes can no longer catch the Argos. The Ticats have to win out. The Argos have to lose out. This has essentially clinched a playoff spot for the Double Blue. Unreal, Hoagie. I was very hesitant. I was looking for a possible flag. But you know what? Ford, with the excellent coverage, gets vertical, knocks that ball down, has a better chance of making a play on that. It was a prayer throw. And the Argos with the comeback victory. That's incredible. What an effort by the Argos. Getting the monkey off their back in this stadium. Amazing. That was a typical CFL game. Holy moly. Outstanding. We'll scoot away. We'll come back with uh, a, pre- a post-game show, rather. Final score, Argos 43, Hamilton 35. You've been listening to Argo Football on the home of the playoff-bound Boatman. This is TSN1050.ca. Wow. Just wow. What an entertaining ball game in the Hammer and the Hammer tonight as the Argos come back down 35-21 in the fourth quarter on the last three drives of the football game. Field goal, field goal, touchdown, two-point conversion, and then win it in overtime on a pass from Ricky Ray to DeVere Posey, and then the two-point conversion by James Wilder. They stop the Ticats, and essentially this puts them into the playoffs. They are now, they have eliminated Montreal. The most points Montreal can get 
would be 14 points. Toronto already has 14 points. The Argos win the tiebreaker. Yes. Montreal, forget them. They're done. Next up, Hamilton. They have five games remaining, including two against Montreal. Yep. The most points Hamilton can get is 16. Okay. Toronto has 14. Toronto wins the tiebreaker with this win against Hamilton. Huge. So now, Huge. Toronto needs either one win against their four games left in the West, or Hamilton needs to lose a game in their remaining five, and one of those games is against Calgary. This essentially clinches the playoffs. Oh, Hoagie, what a W. Huge W by the Argos. And they just chipped away. They yep. stayed with them. And who kept them in the game? The defense, the special teams, offense. Yeah, where were they? They weren't there until the last quarter. They showed up. They started to chip away. They started to drive the ball. Had to take those field goals. And I, every, each time they were taking a field goal, I thought, oh, man, we got to convert that. And then Posey. What a catch. Oh, That catch was unbelievable. Then the two-point, and the offense started to move, and then the, the overtime. I mean, like you said, Ricky ended up with over 300 yards passing. Had 100 and change at the end of the first half. Wilder ended up with some decent yards on the ground. Like, <laughs> what a finish by the Argos. And, the, I mean, I, I got a whole bunch of guys circled up here on the on this, uh, the guys that really showed up. Togo with okay. a huge play. Yes. Win with a huge play. Qdarius Ford at the end to, to knock yep. that down. Like, uh, guys are making plays Victor all over. Victor Butler, Posey, Marcus Ball with Green, a fumble recovery. A big plays. Yep. Come on. Darby was uh, fantastic all night long. Uh, they just, everybody seemed to make a play. We are in the end zone, by the way. The Toronto Argonauts postgame show brought to you by Kubota Canada Limited. Find their full lineup of their products at Kubota.ca. K-U-B-O-T-A dot C-A on TSN 1050. The voice of the Toronto Argonauts and Toronto Sports. That was uh, uh, that was a spectacularly entertaining game, and not just because it's it's from our standpoint, it's even more entertaining because the Argos won. But if you weren't entertained by that game tonight, I know you're upset if you're a Ticat fan, and sure. deservedly so. This one got away from them. But what a damn! But you're fired up. What right? an entertaining. You're football. fired up. I mean, when you're fired up and you lose a tough game like this, you're you're pissed off. Sure. You were entertained though. Right versus you, walking away from a blowout or come something. C.J. Gable right? ran for a buck fifty-two. Tonight. Oh, I mean, their their team looked very good. There were frankly. five lead changes tonight. There were big plays from both teams. There were controversial plays with some of the officiating calls tonight. The Ticats were ways. were the better team for eighty percent of it. Yes, they were. They their problem may have been they didn't get enough of a lead in the first half when they had the opportunities. Yeah, and, a, yeah, I agree. You know, the, the 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 turning point of this game was probably probably. Uh, I don't even know what it would be. You know, just trying to think about what it obviously had to be one of the plays in the fourth quarter that would have set up one of the field goals that got the momentum going, whether it would have been a defensive play, uh, maybe the Marcus Ball, well, that led to the Fajardo touchdown, but there were more plays after that. I don't really know what the uh, what the turning point of this game would have been. Well, there were a couple of mistakes the Ticats made in that second half re, uh, regarding penalties. There were a couple of bad penalties, I think, that kept the Argos going and gave them some second chances. and. Um, you know, those were, uh, I think, big mistakes by those Ticats. I mean, you know, the Argos really didn't get momentum offensively until the end of the game. I mean, with the, with the field goals, the field goals, you know, maybe it was, uh, yeah, it's hard to say. I'm trying to look back at my notes here and figure out where, where there would have been a big momentum shift. 
it was, I mean, that catch by Posey was simply incredible. Yes. But to be honest. But that's not a turning point. That I, was the exclamation I've point. got this offensive line as, as a, I think, a big component in the second half success for the Argos. They cleaned it up. They cleaned it up. Ricky got hammered in the first half. I don't think I've they ever seen you more half. upset in, during a game than I saw you oh, in the first half with some of the coverages. It was livid. It was just livid. And so th- this front five, they they, uh, they checked themselves at halftime. They came out, and they played well in the second half. Was it perfect? No. But they played much better than they did in the first half, and the offense started to move the ball. And uh, I'm, I'm chalking that W up to this offensive line group. I mean, the defense kept them in the game all day. Tuggle with a couple. I mean, how, Tuggle. How many guys on the D-line can play constantly? Cleon Lang had a couple of big plays in there. Win with the two big sacks. Oh. Butler was making plays all over the place. And, and then Tuggles in there, too. Guess who might be coming back next week against Saskatchewan? Sean Lemon. The Lemonator. The Come Lemonator. On. The rich get richer. Um, you know, they were down so many defensive linemen over the course of the season. And they, they went in here tonight, and they did this with a couple of major losses with Chris Van Zyl out at right tackle. Yeah. And also uh, with Cassius Vaughn. You know, they had the Roman connection back there with Cassius and Marcus. Yes. But now with uh, with Cassius out, and I don't know how long he's going to be out. Um, you know, the other guys came in, he's stepped up. He's on the one up. game, I think, right now, right? Yeah, they've got, they've got eight guys all of a sudden who can play. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Gabriel is back now. Uh, eight guys for five spots, essentially. That's how deep the secondary has gotten yeah. in a real hurry uh, with the guys coming closer. The defensive line, really deep. And then we saw, you know, stepping in was uh, tonight was Rico Murray at the Sam linebacker spot. Yes. Who has been the ping pong ball this year because he's played both corners, both halfbacks, and now has played the Sam as well. So uh, just a, a spectacular job by the defense in the second half. As you mentioned, the offensive line got it done in the second half as well. And now those green guys come into town from uh, Regina. That Ooh. game is Saturday. It's a 4 o'clock start. Get there, a win clinches a playoff spot, and a win really, really hurts Ottawa, who are three points back now. We haven't even talked about what this has done here. Ottawa is now three games back with just three games left. At the beginning of the season, remember the Red Blacks were saying, oh my, those two weeks at the end of the season, that's going to kill us getting ready for the playoffs. Yes. They may not get into the playoffs now. Right, because it, they lost a tough one yesterday. They're five points ahead of Hamilton, but Hamilton has two games in hand. Two of those games are against Montreal. Yeah. And guess who plays in this building? Or sorry, it is yeah, it's in this building at the last game of the season. Montreal and Hamilton. It could be for a playoff spot. My goodness. Like it's uh, Ottawa's got a game at BC. They've got a game at Saskatchewan. Yeah. And then they've got a game here against Hamilton. Like it's. It's setting up nicely that the last couple of weeks of the season could be bizarre. But by that point, with a couple of wins, the Argos go 500 out west for, or, you know, in their next four games against the Western the teams. The Argos have a tough run. They have a tough run the next four games. But you know what? It's also a good test. But so does Ottawa. It's that's a, what it's, I'm saying. It's, you know, big time they do. And it'll be a good gut check for the Argos down this final stretch, stretch to really understand where they stand with the rest of the league. I think Saskatchewan is playing some, with some solid football. They're coming off a huge comeback win against Ottawa. I mean, Ottawa essentially led the game the entire way yesterday. Saskatchewan came back right at the end of the game and pulled off the W. And I mean, uh, yeah, that, that, that's a tough loss for Ottawa to swallow and a big W for Sask and, and certainly gives them momentum as they come back east here. And, but uh, yeah, the Argos are playing some solid football. They have a long way to go offensively still. 
And yep. I think they really need to hopefully start to figure this thing out now. Uh, can I say something in closing that I've never been able to say? The Argos get a win at Tim Hortons Field. <laughs> One and seven now after the dramatic... 43-35 wins tonight over the Ticats. Fantastic game. Thank you for listening online tonight. We'll be back on Trust Your Radio, I believe, next week for the game uh, between the Argos and Saskatchewan. Thank you for listening to Argo Football here on TSN1050.ca.